So um, now that there's uh, some more people in here, um, uh, how many people have actually uh, given the testnet wallet uh, a, a go? Um, even if you don't have any testnet coins at the moment, um, have you opened it? Uh, you know, checked out uh, the the new changes to the uh, you know the the visual aspect of uh, of the of the wallet. And if you haven't, um, I'll post a link up um, to where it can be downloaded. Yeah. So one of the things that uh, I would you know kind of like to provide during this time is um, you know, obviously you can download the testnet wallet, but uh, you know in, unless you've already got testnet coins from you know previous testing that you've done um there's not a whole lot you can do with the wallet um so me being here uh for the next few hours um yeah i can send out coins to anyone that that wants them um yeah and you can just play around with them you can send and receive you can do staking uh you can set up cold staking uh just to, to see how that flow works uh basically you know just a means to familiarize uh yourself with what's going to be coming up. So if anyone that doesn't already have uh, testnet coins uh, would like some, uh, just download the wallet from you know the link that I posted and uh, you can post your address uh, in the channel here and uh, I'll send some away to you. We do have a faucet set up for the, the public testnet, um, but we didn't set one up for this particular round of uh, segregated uh, testing. It's just it's something that was um, we we felt it was just a little bit overkill. Um, the segregated segregated testnet isn't something that is intended to um, live on past this phase of testing. It's just a, a short term thing. And as far as the uh, the new UI is concerned, um, we have gotten uh, recently some some feedback on a few things that didn't quite line up right, or you know, just weird little quirks. Um, and we have seen. The feedback, uh, even if we don't uh, directly respond uh, in in Discord, uh, we do see the the feedback. And uh, just last night, I put up uh, some new pull requests that uh, addressed a few of the minor visual quirks. You guys uh, feel free to uh, speak up with any questions you might have um, about you know the UI, about cold staking, um, anything re re you know relating to uh, the 4.0 upcoming release uh yeah the the 4.0 release will be a, a mandatory update there are some protocol uh changes uh, involved um as always there's going to be a, a grace period um we typically try and keep uh, that grace period to roughly seven days you know a week's time um any shorter and you know we get people complaining that uh you know too short uh any longer and we get people complaining that it's too long um, because during the grace period, uh, new uh, consensus rules and, and protocol changes aren't actually in effect yet. Uh, don't have any specific block height uh, yet. That's something that uh, is typically going to be solidified just before release is done. Uh, okay, so one of the, the well, the first question here is what prompted the effort to rework the wallet from scratch? The bulk of the um, UI UX overhaul um, started uh, as a, um, a, a privately funded venture. Um, and Furzy and his team were the ones that were uh, contracted to do that. A UI UX redesign was something that uh, we had you know, kind of been thinking of doing uh, regardless, um, just to you know, keep things a little bit more um, up to date and visually 
you know, within the current century. <laughs> the second question is, uh, aside from the new uh, quote unquote look and feel, uh, did it give us an opportunity to get rid of some technical debt? Okay, so yeah, in, in terms of like dead weight or yeah, as, as you put it, uh, getting rid of um, like band-aids. Um, yeah, the, uh, the redesign um, has allowed us to basically clean up uh, a lot of the UI involved code. It's not an exhaustive cleanup uh, as yet. There's still uh, quite a bit of cleanup that could be done. The redesign was definitely a huge step towards uh, optimization and making sure that uh, everything is running more smoothly with the UI. And I'm sure this is a favorite of many. Uh, the third question that was asked is, quote, we kind of, we kind of expect that many PIVX forks We'll grab the code. Uh, how difficult will it be for them to merge into their code base? Um, in terms of difficulty, from you know a strictly uh, merge perspective, it really shouldn't be all that difficult. In terms of understanding um, what the changes are, uh, that is a much tougher question to answer, um, mainly because it depends on each individual as they view the code. I'm sure we're going to see some projects that blindly try and uh, apply the new UI. Um, and while that may work, uh, it also may not. And when I say it may not work is change your, you know, your UI, your, your wallet, if you don't understand the uh, inner workings or the, the why and the how. And that's what we've seen a few times with um, you know, just projects in general, um, applying updates and patches that uh, they don't fully understand. Eric, did that uh, answer your questions? Did you have any any kind of follow-ups um, to those uh, or to the responses that I gave? All right. While you while you um, work on your your um, your next question, uh, Bitfire asks uh, how the offline staking will work exactly without a wallet, um, and the honest answer is offline staking does still require a wallet. Um, the main difference is that the wallet that it requires is not required to be a hot wallet with uh, actual funds inside of it. The system of uh, quote unquote cold staking is um, conceptually uh, similar uh, in lay you know, layman's terms, at least, uh, to how masternodes work. You know, if anyone knows, uh, you know, how masternodes are, are set up, you know, you've got your your hot wallet, your controller wallet. Uh, and that's usually on your, your personal PC. And that's the, the wallet that actually contains funds. The masternode itself is a uh, wallet, um, usually uh, a non-UI uh, wallet uh, running on, say, like a VPS. Um, and it is just made aware of the collateral transaction. Uh, the cold staking works in a very similar manner on the surface. Obviously, there's a lot more to it um, uh, from the technical side of things, but um, on the surface, it's it's the same overall general idea. Uh, regarding the question, um, so we can stake, for example, with a Ledger Nano S uh, with cold staking. Yes, uh, that is something that is entirely possible. Um, so in that scenario, uh, your actual funds would be stored on a ledger or a Trezor, um, whatever your hardware wallet of choice may, may be. And you'd have like a VPS or I'm, I'm sure there's going to be services um, 
that offer this, you know, kind of like there's masternode hosting providers. Um, but either your VPS or a hosting provider would be running a, uh, a headless wallet, a PIVXD, and it would just be set up to recognize the funds that are in your ledger that you have delegated for staking or you've indicated that they're able to be staked by the PIVXD. Your funds remain offline, but they can still be staked by the delegated uh, PIVXD or delegated. Uh, Boris, you asked, uh, will these wallets be doing more functions? No, they'll, they'll still be doing um, the same functions that uh, any other staking wallet does. Uh, the staking rewards are not going to be changed. Um, it, it's going to be Cold staking gets rewarded the exact same amount as you know, regulars. Yeah, um, that's a question that's actually come up um, a, a number of times uh, over the past uh, week or so. Um, and you know, cold staking is not actually providing any new service uh, to the network. Um, so you know, some people have asked, well, why isn't cold staking getting paid more? And well, that's the real answer. It's not providing anything more. Um, staking is staking. Uh, whether it be cold, the, the new cold staking, or whether it be the the staking that's been in place for the past you know few years, uh, staking is staking. There is no difference in the service it provides. Um, henceforth, there's no difference in the rewards that you get. Uh, Eric, your your follow up. Um, I'll I'll read the whole thing. Uh, uh, quote. So I see forks will basically fall into three three categories. One. Those with the expertise to merge the new 4.0 wallet well. Two, those that blindly merge it and run into problems quickly. Three, those that do not have the resources to complete the merge. And the actual question is, is it fair to say that means that many will become, quote, old school or, quote, left behind very quickly, uh, aka uh, two and three, as very few will keep up with PIVX? I'm I'm sure we're going to see uh, a number of uh, you know, downstream projects that um, don't apply the the new UI for uh, one reason or another or multiple reasons or uh, another. Quite honestly, not really my concern. So Jeffrey uh, asked. Um, so potentially with cold staking, I could set up a headless Pivx wallet running on an Ubuntu VPS and delegate myself to stake for my friends at no financial risk to them. Yes. Uh, Additional um, to the question is allowing potentially for uh, for people to offer staking services. Yes, uh, that now removes the risk of sending your PIV to others. Yes, uh, Ambassador asks with 4.0 version one ZPIV will become spendable. What will happen to version one and version two ZPIV uh, after the new privacy protocol comes out? Will the these old uh, ZPIV coins be officially uh, quote dead after 5.0 release? There will always be UI left somewhere that will uh, allow for version one, version two ZPIV coins uh, to be spent. I'm not going to go too uh, deep into um, you know upcoming privacy protocol. Um, as it's been previously stated, um, all of our focus uh, of late has been primarily on getting 4.0 out. We've felt that that's a really important thing to be focusing on, especially with the uh, semi-recent downfall of the ZeroCoin protocol. Um, there have been people that have had their ZPIVs locked up um, initially, both version one and version two, 
Uh, version 2 was obviously released for spending um, not that long ago. But version 1 still remains locked, and that is absolutely needing of being resolved. So that's been our primary focus. Uh, what happens to ZPIV after everything is said and done, after a new privacy protocol is, is complete and implemented and released, um, it's too early to say on one hand, but on the other hand, to address your, your, your follow-up question about uh, you know version 1 and 2 ZPIV being quote-unquote dead or unspendable, um, no, the, every transaction is going to be spendable. And that's just something that is going to be in our blockchain. There may not be a uh, convenient UI uh, for spending uh, you know, old um, depreciated zero coins uh, in the future, but the ability to spend them in one way or another is always going to be. Ashkin Nexus asks, where do stake rewards go to? Um, i.e. via cold staking. Uh, also, doesn't the uh, cold staking system send coins in a way with a new opcode? Uh, yeah, it, there are, there are uh, some new opcodes uh, being implemented uh, for use with cold staking. The staking rewards go to the, the same address that they originated from um, at the time of staking. Uh, there's there's no, no real change from how traditional staking works. I, expanding on that, um, like, there's been some questions about you know how would like a um, like a, a staking pool be set up with cold staking you know because a lot of staking pools they uh, they work similar to like a, a mining pool where the rewards go to the pool uh, operator and then it, after the operator takes their cut uh, the the funds are distributed out to uh, the participants um, that model uh, will not work with cold staking. Um, because the pool operators never have access to any funds. You know, the, the, the coin owners maintain ownership uh, 100% of the time. Uh, Bitfire um, asks, could we use a masternode also as a headless BitVix wallet for uh, cold staking? Yes. Yes, you can. Yeah, that was um, actually one of the very first uh, setups that I tried um, during uh, our, our internal testing of cold staking was... Um, let me get one of my masternodes, um, you know, my testnet masternodes, to also be set up as a um, delegate D for cold staking. And yeah, it, it works. The fact that it's a masternode um, has no bearing or effect on cold staking. Uh, Jeffrey asks um, a rather important question. Uh, would existing private keys be covered by the wallet's upcoming HD backup support? No. The... There is a potential um, upgrade path uh, for non-HD wallets to become HD wallets. That is relatively new um, in upstream Bitcoin. Uh, that particular functionality is not going to be included initially for our um, introduction of HD wallets uh, in, in the PIVX. Um, so if you're creating a brand new wallet, It'll have the the HD uh, functionality and the HD you know seed words for a backup. Uh, Pre-existing wallets, however, will remain non-HD, and that's obviously going to be detailed in uh, the release notes when it you know, when those are put out. Uh, Eric asks uh, in regards to um, 
you know, HD wallets when they come out. If you've got a you know, pre-existing wallet and you would like to take advantage of uh, the HD wallets, um, do you just send um, all your coins to a new, new address? Yeah, that's one way of doing it. Um, you would create a you know brand new uh, wallet.dat file. You know, when the the new wallet is uh, created, it's a it's an HD wallet. It supports the um, deterministic keys and the um, seed phrase backup. So yeah, you you could just send funds to an address generated with that wallet. Jeffrey again with the important question: um, What would you say is the top new feature that users should look forward to in this release? That is a tough one to answer. Um, it's completely subjective. subjective. For me, it's it's not glamorous, but the ability to finally spend version one Z that is of paramount importance. Uh, like I said earlier. I'd say that is probably the, the the single most important feature of the new wallet is the ability to, to finally spend those version ones. From just a, a general user experience uh, standpoint, for you know someone that is not concerned with version one ZPIV, you know maybe they didn't have any. Um, after all, it was only available for a very very short period of time. The overall UI and the options uh, and the layout that it provides, uh, I think, is um, a very, you know, you know uh, it's a feature that, to get excited about. You know, Jeffrey, you mentioned dark mode. Yes, I absolutely love dark mode. I, I hate uh, bright applications. Um, so, uh, you know, having dark mode for me is, um, I don't think I'll ever look at, uh, you know, the, the non-dark mode ever again. Rhubarb asks, how much of a change and to what extent is our proof of stake, quote unquote, better uh, in this new version? Hard to judge, uh, really. Um, there have been some performance improvements made to proof of stake protocol, um, namely surrounding the, uh, the the difficulty calculations uh, and the block timings. It is better, but I probably wouldn't use that term. It's more efficient, more appropriate way to describe it. Bitfire asks when the new privacy protocol will start developing. Uh, the answer to that is development started on the new privacy protocol um, quite some time ago. Uh, and when I say development, I mean uh, research, uh, conceptual verifications, conceptual soundness. That's all part of uh, development. Uh, as far as implementation code, uh, that is not started. Uh, it won't start until uh, after 4.0 is released. Uh, that's a, um, a timeline uh, that we've mentioned before. And, you know, we're sticking to it. We're, we're focused on 4.0 right now and getting that out um, as soon as possible. Uh, it doesn't really make uh, much sense to take time away from that goal uh, to work on something that is not going to be included in that goal. You know, we're a relatively small team as far as, you know, development teams go. So there just aren't enough hours in the day or uh, you know, people on the team to be uh, spreading resources, you know, across multiple different goals, multiple different um, milestones. Ambassador asks, are there any conversations with Cave Scepter as a possible addition to the current core dev team? Uh, yeah, he was, um, or that idea was uh, brought up to him, gosh, when was that? Uh, about a month and a half, two months ago. And at the time, uh, he was uh, just getting into some personal obligations, would not allow him to um, make any uh, time commitment. So it's it, it kind of stalled there, but um, that brings up a related issue. We don't really even have the budget to be hiring anybody else. We don't even have the budget to be paying ourselves. 
I mean, we can we can offer a little. That's uh, something that uh, is eventually going to need to be addressed um, if if we're ever going to expect to actually hire more people. Uh, all the devs that are working right now are are paid a, a salary that, uh, quite frankly, is not enough. But uh, we we stick around because we love what we do. Uh, we love working together, and you know we love the the project and the product. Eric asks, "Will we be making PIVX?" Uh, quantum computing proof in 5.0? Uh, no, because there's no such thing as, as quantum proof. Anyone that says that their product is quantum proof is uh, basically giving you a uh, you know a load of crap. On the subject of um, you know quantum resistance, things like private keys and address relationships um, are already highly highly quantum resistant uh, due to the uh, AES encryption that they use. Hashing algorithms like uh, SHA-256 and even Quark, uh, which was used uh, earlier in our chain, there hasn't been any, any real evidence that uh, you know even the the beefiest quantum computers in existence, uh, which granted are extremely narrow focus in what they can actually do. There's no evidence that uh, e- even those, if they were to be tasked at uh, circumventing hashing algorithms like SHA-256 or Quark or X11 or whatever, uh, you know, cryptocurrency hashing algorithm that uh, is in use. There's no evidence that they're even anywhere close to being able to achieve that. Uh, It's been a while, um, and Igor uh, asked uh, if I can touch base um, on downstream forked coins uh, grabbing um, our code, whether, and I assume, I'm going to make the assumption that uh, that means whether it's the UI or the underlying um, you know, network and protocol chain and, and using it for their purposes. What are the challenges with that? Um, and he goes on to state that uh, he owns a couple coins which are uh, forked from PIVX, and he's wondering if he should be worried. I can't really answer whether or not you should be worried. Um, I don't pay attention too much to downstream forks. I, I simply don't have the time to pay attention to them. Uh, there's a few you know, I keep touch with, um, most notably uh, Zenzo, because we have a, a you know a working alliance with them. That's really the only one that I pay any mind to. Um, whether or not you should be worried, you'd need to analyze whoever's doing the uh, developing and judge for yourselves whether or not you think they're um, capable or not capable. Jeffrey and Eric um, both ask... Um, basically the same question so i'm just going to pick one to uh, to read eric i've read uh, a number of your questions already so i'm going to use uh, jeffrey's version of the question uh, perhaps in the future uh, a change to block rewards to allow uh, more treasury funds uh, to extend the funding to development and uh, eric did uh, you know in his phrasing um, add you know if something like that has ever been discussed uh, within the the team I can say, yeah, it has been discussed. Um, you know, the the idea of um, doing something with block rewards has been discussed. Um, beyond that, it's not something that we ever really want to pursue. Um, changing block rewards is a a very dangerous path. It completely disrupts uh, the uh, you know the, the the stated plan of block emissions. It completely disrupts the uh, emission rate. Um, and even if you're emitting the same amount of coins, but just, uh, you know, redistributing, you know, the, the splits, uh, it, it's a very disruptive thing to do. So it's not something that we ever want to do. 
uh, unless uh, there is, like in the case when um, ZPIF staking uh, came out, there was a technical uh, barrier that required the block rewards to be normalized to round integers uh, or the, the split between block rewards. Um, there was a requirement there uh, because uh, ZPIF staking did not work with anything except round in integers. But uh, changing the block rewards uh, or changing the block reward split to overcome a um, financial situation, I personally don't feel that is that I don't feel that would be justified. Uh, in addition to not justified, I think that could be um, very devastating. Um, Bitfire uh, asks, so we are expecting the new version for Wallet to be released sometime in about two weeks period. Um, I wouldn't make that, you know, expectation. It's in final testing. I, I want to ma make absolutely clear that uh, the, the, the figure of quote unquote two weeks is not anything that uh, we as a team are saying. Having uh, moving on from that. Um, and if so, the Ledger Nano would also be updated at the same time. I have no clue um, when or if uh, Ledger will update their software. That's not something that uh, we can control. On the note of uh, Ledger support, however, um, we obviously have tools like um, PET4L um, that uh, will allow somebody to um, initiate transactions um, that are, you know, interact with funds that are on a Ledger device. Uh, regardless of whether or not they have Ledger software. There is a, an effort um, from Random Zebra uh, to basically um, write a new piece of uh, software that combines both uh, PET4L and the simple PIVX masternode tool into one piece of software with the addition of the ability to manage uh, cold staking. When that's going to be released, I don't know. It's still very early in development. Uh, touching back on um, like block rewards and and you know treasury and budget, uh, Jeffrey, um, you know, did mention that there are, are tons of new proposals and unfortunately not enough uh, in the the budget or the, or the treasury to fund them. And you are absolutely correct. There, there's not enough money to go around. People either need to you know, accept it or, um, as I wrote on the forums um, you know, last night, um, you know tighten up their belts a little bit and uh, see if they can achieve their goals with less fun. The development team is, has certainly been a, a great example of doing just that. Um, you know, the, you know, it's no secret. I, I get 6,000 PIV a month as a developer. Um, <laughs> that's less than minimum wage for the amount of time that I'm putting in. I could go work at McDonald's and get paid more. Uh, Phaser asked, uh, will stay PIVX 4.0 be compatible with BlockNet? Um, I don't know. <laughs> um, a lot of these, you know, compatibilities, interactions, uh, questions that pertain to um, systems outside of um, our direct involvement, um, it's not really something that uh, we pay attention um, to. I haven't had any contact uh, personally with um, BlockNet on the on the basis of compatibility, so I don't I don't know what the requirements are. For all I know, we could be compatible already. <laughs> Okay, I see one address uh, got posted in the chat, so I will uh, send you out some coins. And you should have them. By the way, Pivx is fast. Uh, Phaser uh, followed up uh, with um, block DX um, requirements, um, uh, supporting uh, op check lock time verify, uh, CLTV. Um, yeah, we have that. Um, had, uh, we've had that for uh, quite a bit now. Um, uh, 
as far as uh, an RP, uh, a stock chase on RPC uh, interface, um, I do believe uh, we are mostly covered um, with what Bitcoin Core has uh, in its JSON RPC, at least to the extent of what I would imagine would be required for uh, an XG interface. So of the people that are uh, listening in, um, how many of you have had the chance to actually uh, test out, um, you know, code staking yet? Uh, hasn't been available for for too long. Um, even though the uh, the segregated testnet binaries were released, um, you know, about a week ago, um, the uh, availability of cold staking um, that option wasn't um, activated until uh, just recently. Um, it's it's something that we'd love to get uh, feedback on uh, from you know users' perspective. It's no secret that uh, users and developers don't always see things uh, in the same light. We recognize that. Uh, it's you know it's the users that are really the ones that should you know be able to actually use these kind of things. So you know getting feedback is uh, something that we would like to get uh, sooner rather than later, uh, because obviously once you know 4.0 goes to release, um, outside of you know any you know kind of like critical bug, it's not a trivial thing to you know, address feedback and get a new release version pushed out. There's a process involved. So we prefer to get uh, feedback before going to release rather than a day after. Tarek, you're making me switch channels. Um, I'm trying to keep uh, all text related to the UI's chat in the PIVX testnet. Um, but you might consider looking at cold staking, uh, even if, uh, you know, you're, you're content with, you know, staking in the more traditional uh, manner. Um, you know, cold staking is, uh, you know, more secure. Because staking, um, you know, requires a, a wallet to be running in the uh, event that, you know, someone gains access physically to your computer. Cold staking is going to be much more secure than regular staking, uh, mainly because the, the funds can be held elsewhere. Uh, I'll briefly uh, mention uh, another uh, UI UX uh, thing that um, has been included uh, in the redesign of, uh, of the wallet, uh, and that... Uh, relates to the setting up of masternodes. Pretty much gone are the days of having to go in and manually edit uh, the masternode.conf file. You can um, get a, a, a new masternode set up pretty much uh, completely within the, the UI. And that includes, you know, um, the sending of the exact amount of coins needed for a collateral, creating the label, creating the uh, the entry in, in, into the uh, the comp file. It's all done from the UI now. Uh, Brian asks, what am I looking forward to after this release? Um, to be perfectly honest, I am looking forward to having a bit of a reprieve from the uh, the, the past you know, a few months worth of pushing and pushing and pushing. It, it's been uh, quite frantic. So I'm I'm actually looking forward to, you know, having that weight lifted off of, you know, my chest. Aside from that, um, we've got some plans uh, for a, uh, a 4.1 um, release. Uh, it's something that, uh, as, as currently planned, is um, not going to be a mandatory update. It, it'll be completely optional. Obviously, any update is, is always recommended. Uh, there won't be, you know the same sense of urgency like there is with mandatory updates. And 4.1 is going to be focusing um, a lot on further code cleanups, further performance optimization. So I'm, I'm actually really looking forward to that. Optimizations and code cleanup, it, it's something that 
is always important, but often falls to the wayside um, when more pressing matters um, are at hand. Yeah, when a developer says they look forward to code cleanup. I think it's it's rather a weird thing to, to, to say. I don't know, maybe I'm just weird. I know I'm weird. Uh, Bitfire asks, are there any plans to uh, somehow reduce the size of the blockchain, which is now sitting at currently around 18 gigabytes? Maybe compression, elastic block size. Um, there's not anything that can really be done for blocks that have already passed. Um, their size is their size, and adding in any kind of uh, you know, additional compression, like data compression, would really just introduce um, more potential for things to go wrong with decompressing that data would need to happen anyway. As far as elastic block sizes, um, little known fact, um, blocks uh, you know, are naturally elastic as is. Uh, I know elastic block sizes is, some, is a phrase that's been tossed about, and we've even used it. What it means in the you know, the actual context is that the maximum uh, size of a block is variable. Currently, our, our maximum block size is 2 megabytes. Well, if there's not 2 megabytes worth of transaction, uh, a block is not magically just inflated to 2 megabytes. It, it scales down already. That's something that already happens. Phaser asks... Um, a question that I've seen a few times in the new UI, uh, in coin control, the after fee value uh, copyable. Currently, it is not. It is something that I was working on just last night. I don't know if it is uh, going to be included in the 4.0 release or if it is uh, going to need to be postponed. That really just depends on basically how much I change the uh, the send dialog and the control dialog. Uh, I was working on um, some stuff that was quite extensive in its changes, um, mainly revolving around uh, fee calculation, what values are displayed uh, given variable fees, yada, yada, yada. So we'll see. Um, what I can get in um, for 4.0, uh, if anything. Yeah. So the the 4.0 wallet uh, that includes the uh, you know the master branch. If you uh, compile uh, on your own, the option to uh, copy uh, the after fee amount from Coin Control is uh, currently not, in, but it's being looked. Something else that's uh, I had seen asked a few times previously is uh, it's a feature that Bitcoin has you know, when uh, sending a transaction, uh, and that is uh, subtracting the, the transaction fee from the amount um, being sent. My personal feelings on that feature um, are on the fence. Um, I, I can definitely understand and recognize where that would be used. I don't think it's, I mean, me personally, I don't think it's as important of a feature um, to the point where it should be taking time away from other things. Uh, Phaser, you mentioned um, the new UI doesn't have eight decimals. The the number of uh, you know decimals being displayed in like at the top can be configured in the sending amount, like the amount that you enter when you want to uh, to to initiate a transaction. You're correct. It's limited to seven currently. That's being uh, Jackie man. If if you're around, um, I know you've uh, had uh, a little. Uh, personal experience with the, the new um, UI. Did you have any uh, any questions that you wanted to to ask? Um, just get uh, you know, some questions coming from uh, within the team. Phaser and Bitfire ask uh, you know, similar questions. Um, 
Now, are there any uh, UI pictures or commands to manage uh, cold staking? Um, is what PhaseRAS and Bitfire, essentially the same thing. Uh, is there going to be some guide on how to set up cold staking? There is a uh, you know, command reference um, for the, the RPC side of uh, setting up cold staking uh, in the um, actual pull request. Uh, and also um, there's a uh, very, very detailed um, wiki article uh, that uh, RandomZ uh, wrote up that uh, goes into further uh, detail of cold staking. As far as um, the UI side of things go, um, will there be a guide um, to uh, use the UI to set up cold staking? There should be. Uh, um, uh, maybe we can uh, check with uh, Chad or, or Zeddy, one Zeddy or you know, one of our more um, prominent uh, YouTube uh, folk to get a guide together, uh, a visual guide. Yeah, um, as far as, you know, actually setting up uh, cold staking on the, the UI, um, the UI side of things, it, it's fairly straightforward. However, it, it actually, it, it is a multi-step process. There's information that you need to get from whatever, you know, node that is going to be the uh, the delegatee, the, the, the actual cold staking node. So you need to get a staking address. If you're using like a VPS uh, that doesn't have any kind of uh, GUI, well, you obviously need to, uh, the, the RPC uh, to get that. At. Now, if you're using like a, a secondary computer, maybe like an old laptop or an old desktop that's just always plugged in, always on, uh, running a UI, there is already a uh, UI uh, interface for generating uh, this staking address. But it is, again, it, it is going to be a multi-step process. Just no real way around. MC Tau, um, probably completely butchering that pronunciation, uh, asks, uh, is cold staking some sort of DPoS system where you vote on a delegate? No, it is not DPoS. DPoS is a uh, consensus protocol system. Um, cold staking uh, is, is not. Proof of stake is our consensus protocol. Um, cold staking is basically the, the same thing. There's there's no voting involved. No no voting involved. Is, so it it is not DPoS. Um, a follow up to that is so it's locking up coins. No, it's not locking up coins. Uh, you're free to send those coins whenever you desire. Regular stake. Um, yeah, cold staking uh, does give rewards. Staking is staking, whether it be uh, new cold staking or traditional stake. Staking is staking. The rewards are the same uh, whether you stake. Uh, with the traditional method or with cold staking. Uh, the cold staking um, added feature is just a different way to stake, but it does all the same. So if you're coming in um, a little bit uh, you know, later into, into the chat, um, this was one of the, the questions that was asked uh, early on uh, regarding cold staking. Um, it's been answered uh, in, the, in the chat, but I'm going to uh, duplicate it uh, in voice so it can be picked up in the recording. Cold staking does still require uh, you know, a node slash wallet to be online. However, that online node wallet does not need to have actual spendable coins in it. It's essentially not a hot wallet. Tarek asks uh, this uh, quote-unquote node um, that is uh, online doing the cold staking, can it handle multiple wallets? I, I assume what you mean by that is, can a cold staking node be configured to handle the staking from multiple um, staking addresses. Yes, it can. Tarek um, brings up the, the concern of a, uh, a cold staking node. Staking coins from an address uh, where the owner of the coins has since lost the um, the, the wallet.dat file and for whatever reason doesn't have a backup, um, 
doesn't have the uh, the private keys. Is that a possibility? Yeah, yeah, of course that's a possibility. There's not really any way around it. Now also do keep in mind that uh, the 4.0 wallet will be releasing with uh, HD functionality. Um, so backup seed phrases. I touched on this a little bit earlier. I think it was before you uh, you joined uh, the voice chat. You know, since HD wallets are going to be, you know, a reality for, for PIVX uh, starting in 4.0, the situations of losing a wallet.dat file or losing the private key or losing all your backups is, I would hope, uh, would be a little less uh, severe. Uh, it was brought up um, again earlier in the chat, but pool operators that, uh, you know, are wanting to set up, you know, like a, a cold staking pool, they're going to have to be very convincing with um, with their billing model because they're not going to be able to just simply take a cut of the reward. So they're, they're going to need to be paid in advance, uh, I would just, I don't know how well that's going to work. Uh, I, I personally wouldn't invest anything into that. The important thing to take away from that, uh, however, is, you know, your your existing funds, the, fun, the, the funds that are actually being staked uh, are never at risk um, from like a malicious pool operator. And Jackie Man does bring up um, uh, a pretty good point, um, or at least a, a valid point with regards to, you know, a cold staker that is staking coins for an address where the owner has lost the wallet, doesn't have backups, or doesn't have the private key, uh, or their seed phrase. Uh, basically a nuclear situation where there's just no hope of, of ever recovering those. And the cold staker can just de-whitelist the, uh, the staking address. It, yeah, it was, it was brought up that... Um, you know the ability to uh, you know basically uh, pool in, in gold staking. It is great for for a group of friends. You know people that uh, you know know each other personally. Uh, they're not doing it uh, as a as like a, a business where the uh, the the person running the the cold staking node is is trying to uh, you know turn a profit from it uh, on, on from a business. I honestly don't think cold staking pools as a business model is going to be all that efficient. Uh, like I said, there are going to be, um, I, I'm sure there's going to be staking pools that uh, offer this as a service. Who knows how much they're going to try and charge for it. Uh, and again, I, I personally pay anything. Uh, it was asked if um, this system is already active in any other coin that I know of. The idea of offline uh, or cold or some form of uh, staking coins where there's no risk to uh, the actual coin holder. It, it, it's not a new idea. And I think there's been uh, a couple of implementations of that idea in the past. I don't have any specific examples. As far as I know, this particular implementation, uh, which is a little bit more robust uh, on, on the, you know, the, the low end of, of things, how, how everything works um, on a protocol level. Uh, as far as I know, this is the first of this implementation. Uh, John M. Uh, is bringing up some questions uh, about, uh, you know, like centralization of, um, of staking power with, uh, with cold staking. Yeah, there is um, a possibility for, you know, if, if you had, you know, 15 people who are currently uh, staking on their home computers that uh, choose to go with a, uh, you know, let's call a, a future um, cold staking pool to do the staking for them. Yes, that's a point of uh, centralization. With that said, the process of staking does actually carry with it some, you know, computational requirements uh, and computational burden. I don't think that uh, this centralization would uh, reach the point of being narrow-focused to where the majority of 
the entire network's uh, staking power is going to be in you know one node or, or one, any one service uh, simply because the operational overhead um, to maintain that node would uh, far exceed um, any kind of profits that they could get. Uh, John M. to um, basically recap, uh, you know, exchanges uh, that have started uh, offering like staking services or staking their balances. That's something that uh, we've seen an increase of uh, overall in the in the crypto scene. It's nothing specific to PIVX. How that kind of change um, of behavior uh, pertains to cold staking uh, and the differences is really that, you know, because the actual staker never has access to the funds. I don't know how, you know, how well that could be marketed. You know, it's like with the existing model, you know, the these exchanges, they're just, uh, you know, basically staking the, the, the funds that uh, would otherwise be used for uh, exchanging uh, purposes. With gold staking, they don't actually receive any of them. I don't really know what the validation for um, or the, the motive to uh, offer that would be. Yeah, it could be a PR thing. I think that would be a pretty big, uh, pretty big gamble, though, because it, it would definitely be a much higher technical burden on the exchange for no functional other than PR. Uh, Ambassador um, asks uh, if I could give some uh, information regarding proof of stake uh, upgrades uh, that are coming in 4.0. Um, like the uh, time protocol version two, the uh, the new time protocol um, is related to um, you know, in, ensuring not ensuring but uh, increasing the accuracy of uh, the the block spacing. You know, we we advertise uh, sixty second blocks. When you see you know a, a, a cryptocurrency, whether it be Bitcoin, Ethereum, um, Litecoin, uh, Pivx, whatever, uh, you know, you see the advertised uh, block time. Uh, for us, it's uh, advertised as 60 seconds. For Bitcoin, it's 10 minutes. Those uh, block times are are obviously not, or maybe it's not obvious, but those block times are not hard set. The uh, the the time between blocks uh, is uh, inherently variable. Uh, the the block time that you see advertised, it's a the target time. It's what the uh, the the difficulty algorithm always tries to adjust difficulty to maintain as close as it possibly can to the target time. The time protocol version 2, uh, basically uh, it introduces some improvements, uh, changes in you know, how the difficulty algorithm attempts to maintain that target time of 60 uh, To the question of can you extract the HTC from the current uh, address um, or do you have to move your funds? Um, addresses themselves don't have seed. HD Wallet, when it's released, will have a you know seed phrase that can be used to deterministically recreate uh, addresses uh, if need be. Uh, so each address that is created is directly associated with the seed. You can't, you can't extract uh, you know the seed from uh, a, an already existing address because well mainly the uh, the HD functionality just doesn't exist at the moment uh, in the PIVX. And I did touch on this uh, earlier, but I will restate it. The only way to get you know HD wallet functionality is to create a new wallet, at least for this initial release. Uh, I'm going to answer uh, these last two questions um, out of order. Um, 
Well, the seed functionality also being the mobile wallet, it already is. Both the Android and the iOS wallets uh, are already supported by uh, backup seed phrase. Not really related to uh, 4.0, but uh, Ambassador asks, uh, is there an option to make a separate proposal specifically for uh, like a community dev fund? Yeah, it's possible. Uh, Phaser asks, uh, cold staking from the mobile wallet. Um, not initially. That would be uh, added um, work uh, to be done to... Um, both the mobile wallets that uh, is, as far as I know, uh, not currently being done. It would it would need to be something that would be added into the mobile wallets uh, at a later date. And when I say, you know, cold staking and, and mobile, um, I'm specifically intending the, uh, the, the mobile wallet would be the wallet that holds the funds, not the wallet that is actually doing the staking. You know, mobile wallets actually participating in the, uh, the, the the staking process is not something I envision seeing anytime soon, if at all. Um, question was asked, uh, trying to find uh, a post with all the features included in 4.0, and uh, you know, where's the best place to find that? There is no such um, like PR post uh, made just yet, mainly because you know 4.0 is still being worked on. It's it's not uh, completely finished. So at least for the time being, uh, the best place to find out what has been put into um, the 4.0 release uh, as of now would be uh, GitHub. I just posted a link uh, to the uh, 4.0 milestone, and I do understand that not everyone, uh, you know, is, is comfortable or accustomed to reading code, um, and. We do try our best to make sure that uh, at least the initial descriptions on pull requests are understandable. Uh, you don't need to read, you know, know how to read code to uh, read a description. So hopefully that helps a little bit. Um, regarding um, Fork Alliance, um, and if that's already active, um, I have no clue. That's not something that uh, we as uh, the development are involved with at all. I think that's uh, spearheaded by Cryptosy. Does um, anyone have any uh, further questions, uh, you know, pertaining to um, 4.0? I know I said I'd, I'd be around uh, doing this for about, uh, you know, three to four hours. Um, but, uh, you know, playing it by ear a bit, um, you know, things are uh, starting to slow down a little bit right now. Uh, so if, if there's not really uh, any further questions or if uh, questions start being, uh, you know, duplicated from earlier... I do have uh, some work uh, that I could be doing. And uh, yeah, so if there's not uh, really anything else, uh, I can call it for the stream and get back to actual. Uh, I am going to uh, call it um, at least the uh, the audio and the, the, the streaming. I do uh, thank you guys, uh, anyone, uh, you know, everyone that uh, joined to listen in and, and ask questions. Uh, you know, thanks for uh, your participation. Um, I do encourage people to uh, download the testnet wallet, give it a go, and you know if you need coins to uh, test, you know sending, receiving, staking, cold staking, setting up a masternode, um, or at least you know the you, you don't need to follow through and set up the actual masternode, but you know if you wanted to uh, test out the uh, the new UI uh, for configuring uh, a masternode, um, you know by all means do so. Uh, we can get you the coins to do that on on the test net. They're not worth anything, you know. You can't sell them anywhere. It's just something uh, you know to play around with, uh, and I do definitely encourage that. And we would very much uh, like uh, any feedback. Uh, if you do need uh, test net coins, um, just uh, paste uh, 
a testnet address uh, into the um, the Pivx testnet channel, and uh, I will get you some coins uh, as soon as I can uh, when I see uh, see addresses. And on that note, my cat is um, uh, also reaffirming that uh, it's time for me to get off the computer for a few minutes. So, again, thank you guys uh, for for popping in, and uh, hopefully I can do this again in the near future for uh, you know both 4.0 or you know any other features that uh, we may be um, you know working on in the future. Until then, see you guys.